Well, I am so thankful for the opportunity we have to gather as Christ Journey family and friends each week, and this week is no exception to that. If we've not met yet, my name is Bill White. I serve as senior pastor of Christ Journey right here in South Florida, and so whether you're connecting with us at Gables Campus, Kendall Campus, shout out to Kendall, uh, or through church online across the nation and around the world, it is our privilege to invite God's blessing into your life and this moment. So, um, so thank you for being a part of our church family. Um, now, we're in the second week of a new series, La Familia, and I want to start with a question. What is a child worth? How do you estimate the worth of a child? There's really no way, is there? I mean, to calculate the value of a single child. No, it's much more natural, and it's, or it's far easier to talk about cost. So we can tell you the numbers on adoption or in vitro or natural delivery. We can estimate the number of days stay in a hospital or the cost of a midwife um, as far as the cost of birth, having a child. But then what every parent knows is the cost does not end when you bring your baby home. The United States Department of Agriculture issues an annual report on the cost of raising a child in America. For a middle-income family to raise a child today, born in 2015 through age 17 at home, the cost is now $233,610 and climbing. And you know what? That doesn't include, uh, I mean, it tracks areas like this, seven categories of family spending, housing, transportation, clothes, but it doesn't include the cost of college. Ka-ching, 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 right? So some of us are saying, well, ouch, and others, are, uh, perhaps many of us are saying or should be saying, thank you. Thank you to the family that supported and resourced me through the years. Gracias a la familia que me ayuda a través de los años. Is that how you say that? You know, in Miami, we're very Spanglish, so I'm, I'm taking a swing at this for para mi familia, right? Um, for some of us, that family was biological. For others of us, it was our adoptive family. And perhaps for all of us, there were other supporters along the way, perhaps your spiritual family, the church, who helped you discover your worth, your personal value. Our series, as I said, is La Familia, and we are saying to every family, your church wants to be your family's best friend. We believe that every home needs a home away from home, and we're applying for that position. We want to be that for your family. Whether you consider your family to be a traditional nuclear model, or you are single, divorced, widowed, remarried, kids that are his, kids that are hers, kids that are ours, you know, whatever, in a world that's sometimes X-rated and even upside down when it comes to sexual identity and family life, here's what we want to say. Your family still matters. You matter to God. Your family matters to God and to us. And that's why the series. Now, last week, we painted some broad strokes from uh, the Bible affirming that there is no place like home when it comes to heart, openness, maturing, enjoyment. There's no place like home. Today, our attention turns to our children. 
and the challenges of parenting. So the message title is Miracle Parenting. Now, through the years, I have had people come to my office, come to me seeking miracles. And I promise you, I am no miracle worker. My, my wife can tell you for sure. Um, but as a pastor, it's not unusual for people to come seeking God's intervention in their life when they come to some kind of impasse. For some, it's, sometimes it's been difficulty uh, becoming a parent. They want to become parents, but for whatever reason have not been able to, and it has been beautiful to see God answering our prayers, sometimes with pregnancy, sometimes through adoption, sometimes through opportunities of spiritual mentoring, of spiritual parenting that happens through volunteer service in the church. Other times, parents uh, have come for help in being parents, not simply the startup of the journey, becoming parents. And um, they've come to a hard place in their parenting journey. They're looking for some tools or some support or some help that can push them through the challenge or lift them to the opportunity. And so they will come seeking assistance. Now, I'm not the only one who can provide that. I mean, we have a, prof a, a wonderful uh, family ministry staff and team. We've got pastoral care leaders who have been of assistance. Um, but the reason I'm saying that is because before I get into the meat of our message, I'd like to, for you to lay two foundation stones for you that we build on at Christ's journey when it comes to family. Number one, we believe every child is a miracle treasure from God, including you. I mean, kids of every age, every stage of life. And the Bible is very strong on this, not just the birth of a child, but on the worth of every child. Every life is precious. Every girl, every little boy, every person is a treasure to God, which is what's behind the whole offering of Christ on the cross and his resurrection from the dead and his empowering for us to be with him forever. You matter to God and he wants us to be with him. And yet people make mistakes, but here's what we believe about that. We believe that though people make mistakes, God doesn't, and so it's no accident that you are here. And we affirm the sanctity of every life. Scripture teaches, Psalm 127.3, children are a reward from God. Psalm 27.10, though my father and my mother forsake me, sometimes that happens, God will take me up. God will receive me. You matter to him. And then Mark chapter 10, Jesus took the little children, took them in his arms, put his hands on them, and then blessed them. That's how God feels about you. He wants you to know the strength of his arms and the touch of his blessing in your life so that you will know how special you are to him. And this also is why issues like abuse and abortion are not simply issues with us, they involve people whom God treasures, and we want to be part of that. So second foundation stone, every parent can be part of the miracle. Every child is a miracle treasure. Every parent can be part of the miracle. Now, if you're a parent, you may be thinking, yeah, it'll be a miracle if I survive this. 
I mean, the sleep deprivation, the schedule alterations, and, uh, and it was like you used to have freedom, and now there's this new anchor that is, uh, has shown up in your life and has dropped in your life, and then add to that the additional complication. My wife's favorite quote, I've heard her say it so many times, to have a child is to forever have your heart walking around outside your body. It just changes your life forever, doesn't it? I mean, talk about a strange new world. But few things compare with a parent's impact on a child's life. The Journal of the American Medical Association published a report called The Largest Study Ever Done of American Adolescents. 90,000 7th to 12th grade students were studied over a four-year period of time. And one of the findings that they came up, listen to this, a thing that dramatically reduces the chance of uh, a teenager using drugs and alcohol, smoking cigarettes, Attempting suicide, engaging in violence, or becoming sexually active at an early age. You know what it is? A loving parent. A loving parent. When a child feels loved and understood, when a teenager feels like they're being paid attention to by their parent, it helps them avoid high-risk activities. Now, I know in parenting, there are no guarantees like that, but I'm just saying that's what the study showed, and the Bible says something similar. Oh, by the way, the study also showed that uh, that protection shows up regardless of whether a child comes from a one- or a two-parent home, and Scripture affirms the impact of parenting as well. A parent can be an extraordinary part of a child's miracle. Now, in the miracle stories of Jesus, we see four where miracles happened for children. And why did they happen? Well, I can tell you, because of a loving parent, a miracle parent. That's where we're going with you. So what I'd like to gather from those four stories are four things that a loving parent can do that will help their child experience God's miracle touch in Jesus Christ. Would you like to know that? Four things that can help you become a miracle parent. Here's the first. It's found in Mark chapter 5, verse 22. Mark chapter 5, verse 22. A local synagogue leader has a daughter who is dying. And so he seeks Jesus out. And then he falls at his feet, and then he pleads with him to come, to come and help my daughter. And he asks Jesus, would you put your hands on her so that she can live? And Jesus goes. And on the way to the house, they are interrupted. Now, I can only imagine that dad feels like his ambulance has been hijacked. And uh, they're interrupted, and, and especially when people arrive from his house, and they tell him that his daughter has died. But Jesus says, read the story for yourself. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Hold on to your faith. So when they get to the house, Jesus takes the father and the mother into where the little girl lay dead. And then it says he takes her by the hand, restores her to life. You know why that happened? Because a daddy, the father of that family, took responsibility and led the way. Miracle parents do that. 
they take responsibility for their children. And then when they do, it makes a difference. Uh, so says the longitudinal study of adolescent health. That's what I referred to earlier. And so says the Bible. Dads, don't underestimate your influence. It was the father of the family who brought Jesus home that day. And you can do the same. Miracle parent, miracle dad. Story number two, Mark chapter seven, a single mom now is asking Jesus to help with her troubled daughter. She's by herself. She's got a problem with her child. Well, she's got a problem with her child, yes, and she's not Jewish. She's actually, uh, she was born in Syrian Phoenicia, is of a pagan background. Now, that may not matter to you, but in that culture, in that time, it mattered. <laughs> and it mattered to Jesus. We find that in the story. Now, in his humanity, Jesus got tired and needed some R&R. This was one of those times, so he had pulled away from crowds and had found a quiet place and gone into a house for some privacy, and this Greek woman, the single mother with a troubled daughter, finds him and pleads with him for her daughter. And Jesus tells her, you know, that he... Uh, that he has come first for the Jews. And this is how he says it. It's just not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. That's verse 27. Now, no, Jesus isn't calling her a dog. But what my take on it is, he's saying that her request feels like a pet who is at the dinner table while the family is eating, begging for scraps. Um, or the family is having dinner. And what he's saying is, your time is later, not now. And yet, look what the woman does. Instead of um, moping off in self-pity, instead of pitching a fit or making some kind of scene to get what she wants and manipulate her way into her demands, um, she responds with a spirit of humility mixed with humor and... Uh, Essentially, this is what she says, even the dogs under the table get the children's crumbs. It, it's like she's saying, you know, if I'm behaving like a dog, it's because my puppy's hungry. And it captures Jesus' heart. But what's the lesson? Miracle parents don't give up easily. Now, miracle parents don't cajole, don't manipulate, don't pitch a fit, but they don't give up either. So, mom, dad, you ever feel like Jesus is telling you, not now, not yet, like you're getting the, he's just kind of, he's, he's sort of put you off. Well, don't be put out with that. Come back with humility and don't lose your sense of humor. We see that in the story. Don't give up. Don't give up. Miracle parents take responsibility for their family growing up, and miracle parents don't give up. And third, miracle parents get themselves to Jesus as well. Story number three, Mark chapter nine. A father brings his son to the disciples for some help, and things haven't gone as he had hoped, and when Jesus arrives, the disciples are arguing about what didn't happen and, you know, and the man tells Jesus, teacher, I brought my son who is possessed. And I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, 
and they couldn't do it. Now, here's what I want us to see. Verse 23, Jesus says everything is possible for him who believes. And the boy's dad says what? Well, what many of us could say as well. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That's verse 24. You know what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying that he's telling the father, bringing your boy isn't enough. You gotta bring yourself too. So miracle parents learn how to get themselves to Jesus as well, even though we have issues with our disbelief. Anybody feeling that? And it doesn't take a perfect faith to receive a miracle. It does take a personal one as it's growing to trust Jesus. Let me ask you, are you treating Jesus, are you trusting Jesus or are you treating him as if he's something just for kids? Before takeoff on an airplane, what do they say? You know, if our oxygen masks are needed, they'll fall from the above compartment and uh, then you are to what? First place the mask on yourself, then assist your child. Jesus is saying the same thing. You know what? I know you care about your child, but you need to be breathing the healing in yourself as well. So miracle parent, bring yourself to Jesus. Dr. Karen Shore is a psychiatrist at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital here in South Florida. She's treated many children with post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, here's what she says, Quote, the pathology of the parents is the single most important thing in determining whether the kids will overcome. The healthier mom is, the better parent she's going to be. Close quote. Miracle parents get themselves to Jesus for healing and growth as well. Now, maybe you're not a parent. You know, you've already been telling yourself that so many times through this talk. Can I ask you something? Do the lessons still apply? Of course they do. As an adult, you know what? You could parent yourself. You can manage yourself. You can get yourself to the Lord daily. How could you do that? Bring yourself to Jesus. Well, you can do it through weekly worship experiences like we're sharing. You can do it through daily devotional opportunities to begin your day with God. You can do it through gathering with your group and then being encouraged and encouraging one another. You can do it through a mentoring relationship that you receive like Barnabas to a Paul or that you offer like Paul to Timothy, that you're connected in other people in a spiritual family's life. You can you can do prayer intercession and invite others to do that with you. Like pray.com. If you haven't connected with us on the app, pray.com. Do that and get connected in allowing others to pray for you in your familia as the church family. If you're single, listen, let the church be your family. And then what? Then be involved with your family and then serve so that others can experience the benefit of the miracle Jesus can bring through you. 
Lesson number four, miracle parents partner with God's people. That's what I'm talking about, isn't it? We can be there for one another. Story number four, a widow is burying her only son and it's the day of the funeral. Luke chapter seven. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. And then he went up and touched the coffin. Young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk. And then Jesus gave him back to his mother. Now, you know what? I'm thinking, even if you don't believe in miracles, would this be one to have witnessed? Would, would you like to have seen this one happen? What? He started talking. It says that he, Jesus, he, he, he sat up, he began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. I'm wondering, what was he talking about? Well, if he's like most young men I know, he wants to know, has anybody got anything to eat? You know, where's the food? But kidding aside, some of us may feel right now like you've lost your child forever, like that parent felt. Jesus wants you to know his heart is moved. His heart is with us. And he says that every suffering parent, says to every suffering parent on earth, don't cry. Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. So let's partner with God's people to encourage our faith and share our love and share our grief. We let God's family, we divide our sorrows, we multiply our joys. You can share your grief with your group, with prayers, longings, your sorrows. Let them be a family for your family. And I can't tell you how many times that Lisa and I have done this through the years, and we're doing it even now, with groups in our church, just like we encourage you to do to let others step into your pain, into your heartache, and pray God's blessing and comfort and grace into your grief. Every home needs a home away from home. La familia de Dios por todos. So um, may I share, that's why we're saying the church is here to help. So forgive my Spanish, but I'm trying, you know, estoy tratando, pero... But may I share three practical steps that you can take to get the most out of your church? Here they are. This real quickly. Involve your family. Invite the church into your home. Invite the Lord into your home, I mean. And then third, initiate the process. What can you do to make the most of your experience in Christ's journey? Number one, involve your family. That simply means make church attendance part of the regular weekly experience of your life. I'm thinking your car should know how to get here by itself. Just put it on autopilot and it knows how to get here. On Sunday, you're connected here. Parents, you can do, now I'm not saying you should be here every day of the week. No, 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 no. But your commitment on Sunday is to have your kids and your family connected and then through your group connected. And then you live this out at home. We had a student pastor one time who said, parents, you can do three things. You can sign your kids up. You can get your kids up, sign your kids up, and then be sure and pick your kids up. And then we will partner with you to help them. 
And then if you want to grow along the way, then sign up yourself and show up as a sponsor, as a partner, as uh, one of our leaders, and then we will partner with you to raise healthy kids. Number two, invite the Lord into your home. What do I mean? I mean, share acts of devotion at home. Let the Bible be an open book at home. You can pray at mealtime. You can, in the morning before you leave, at, in the evening when you're praying uh, around the dinner table, you can, um, you can share a prayer promise. Our family ministry has a calendar of blessing for, the, for this month that you can use in your home with Bible verses that you can pray for your kids. Now, if you don't know what books to use, then you can ask one of our ministry leaders. There are some tremendous resources available. We have some available on the church app in the message notes for today for the Christ Journey app. And if you don't feel like you know enough, you know, that, that you're, you're feeling like, well, every family ought to have, this is my opinion, a New International Version Life Application Study Bible in your home that you can access. It'll, it has so many great answers to questions. It's a wonderful tool that you can use. And if you're feeling awkward about kind of leading out in this because everybody knows at home that you're not so perfect, well, you don't have to be. What you have to be is real and just speak into it. Start where you are and humbly ask God to use you to bless your family, and he will. But the third step is absolutely essential. You have got to initiate the process. Don't procrastinate. Start the ball rolling. Get the journey started. Just start where you are with what you've got and trust God. And it doesn't matter if you tried before and you ran out of gas. You know, what do you do when you run out of gas in your car? You give up driving? No. You go get some gas and then keep on driving. So if you've started before and time to start again, then now's a great time. But it doesn't matter what shape your family is in or where you've been in the past. Listen, here's what scripture says. Today, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Today is the day of salvation. It could be the day of salvation for your family. So initiate the process. Friends, listen. Uh, 75% of the miracles that came to the life of a child in the ministry of Jesus, 75% of the time, a parent was involved making their appeal. So let me ask you, who's gonna intervene for your kids? Who's gonna get them to church? Who's gonna help them understand the Bible? Who's gonna help them find faith in Christ? And if it's not you, then who's it gonna be? Let the church partner with you. Don't your children deserve the chance to know God? I remember Luann Baez saying to me, you know, I, I was an atheist, Bill. I was an atheist, and then one day the thought crossed my mind, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> Don't my kids deserve the chance to know God if he's real? And then she went to church, brought her children with her. And you know what happened? She met Christ personally. She brought her children so they could make up their own minds. And in the process, hers turned to Christ. Now, do I really need to speak to those of us that aren't parents today? Listen, don't all of these truths apply to you as well? And can't you also apply them to yourself personally to deepen your discipleship, to become a mentor for someone else, to expand the reach of your love and influence so that somebody else can experience it? Maybe God has not brought you into a relationship 
as a biological parent, but spiritually, you could be there for someone else. So let me ask you the same questions. Who are you leading the way for? If you don't have a biological family, is there somebody else you're leading the way for? Who are you not giving up on? How are you taking care of yourself? Are you in a group? Are you connected? Are you serving on a team? Would you like more information about what your next step could be? Listen, just go to Christjourney.org slash serve. Or you can ask any one of our family ministry workers on any of our campuses wearing those orange shirts or stop by the group's table or the family ministry booth today and uh, get some insight. Maybe some of you are thinking, well, you know, Bill, you're right. Parents have such great influence. You know, if, if I had only had different parents, I, I would not have the issues I have. And I'm thinking, no, you wouldn't. You'd have other issues. <laughs> right? Every family comes with issues. Every person comes with issues. We all would have issues, but here's my point. You don't have to let your issues have you. You have a choice. You can step into a miracle today because Jesus is there for you, and your church family is here for you, and you don't have to let the victim mindset have you. Instead, you can bring that to Jesus and invite his miracle touch. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I'm praying for somebody right now who knows it's time to be somebody for somebody else. Parents and their children, spiritual parents and those of your children who are needing guidance and love and strength and help. And thank you, Lord, that the victim mindset, the victim lifestyle changes when we come to Christ, when we connect to his people, and when we take steps of faith forward. So help us as a church, Lord, to do everything we can to help our families in their journey of faith together, but we need your help to make that happen. So we are inviting you to reveal yourself in fresh new ways. And friend, I'm inviting you, as you're listening in, to take your next step as well. Will you connect? Will you get involved? Will you help us serve? And can we together watch God work the miracle? Now, speaking of miracles, maybe this is the day of salvation for you. And here's a prayer that can assist you in inviting the miracle of salvation to come. Lord Jesus, I am coming to you for the miracle touch that salvation can bring in my life. Forgive my sin. Come into my life. I'm turning from my way to learn how to walk your way. And I am trusting you. And I thank you for being my savior. And I ask you to lead me now as my Lord. In your name I pray. Now our heads bowed just for a moment longer on our physical campuses. I'm gonna ask you if you just made that prayer and would allow us to ask God's blessing upon your next steps of faith. Would you simply lift your hand and hold it up? Nobody's looking but our pastors. Kendall Campus, our pastor is watching. Gables Campus, our pastor is praying and watching right now. Online you can click the orange banner and we will be praying for you as well. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Now, Lord, we invite your blessing where every hand has been raised. 
that the fullness of your salvation starts making itself known by the power of your Holy Spirit as we make our prayer in Jesus' name, amen.